During the season, some NBA players actually tune out the reporting and the journalism going on to focus on their game, their team, and what they're trying to do for this season. However, Joel Embiid may not be one of those players, at least according to his former teammate, because as he reports, Joel Embiid listens to everything and he reads everything, including the reports about Joel Embiid potentially being traded to the New York Knicks. We're going to break down that report and see which of his former teammates made these comments. Also, the Knicks are set to take on the Spurs and Wembyana tomorrow night. And Mitchell Robinson was recently asked about it and about playing against Wemby. And he made some comments about if Wemby's height would be a problem for him. We're going to break down all of this and so much more today. So be sure you're subscribed to the channel and have notifications turned on so you never miss a second of the new content. And now, let's get started. Joel Embiid is listening to all the New York Knicks trade reports that are being released. That is coming from his former teammate, P.J. Tucker, who he just saw and demolished as part of the Clippers team last night. And when he was asked about these reports by Stefan Bondi of the New York Post, he gave the following comments about if Embiid hears it and his thoughts on if Embiid will potentially leave Philadelphia. Per Bondi, the Knicks chatter is inescapable, but like everybody else around the league, Joel Embiid's former teammate and P.J. Tucker doesn't know if the reigning MVP will end up in New York. Of course, he hears it. Clippers forward P.J. Tucker said Monday. But you never know with these situations and how it's going to play out. What guys are thinking, what's happening behind closed doors, you never know. So clearly, we know a couple of things right now. Joel Embiid is hearing everything. Hearing it all. Reading it all. He understands that the reports right now have him linked to the New York Knicks and potentially have him leaving Philadelphia and going to the Knicks if he were to request a trade out of Philly. Now, everybody knows that's a report on the table. Now we know he knows about it, he's paying attention to it, and he hears it. But just like everybody else around the league, P.J. Tucker doesn't know if Joel Embiid will end up in New York or not. And everybody around the league, whether you're an NBA player, NBA source, NBA insider, a lot of people are on the fence. Some people think it's a guarantee that he's going to be a Nick. Some people believe that Embiid to New York could never happen. And then some people are right in the middle. They're okay if it happens, but they're not sure how it happens. And in my opinion, after thinking about it for so long, I've come to the conclusion that even though I love Joel Embiid, even though I think he would be a massive improvement on this team, he would help this team, and he'd make this team a legit championship contender, depending on what you have to give up in a trade. I think it's a long shot for the Knicks to get him. For a number of reasons, but the main one is that we are a division rival to the 76ers. If they trade Embiid to us, that means they're seeing us and Embiid, and that trade, each and every year, a number of times. Nobody wants to do that. Any smart GM would basically trade your best player out west where you don't have to see him that often and he's not really competition for you in your conference. 
That makes more sense. Now, some people have argued with me that what about the Knicks picks? The Knicks have a lot of picks. They can give up as much as they want to, anything that they want to. Yes, that's true, but a couple of things to consider. Number one, the Knicks are a better team. Because they're a better team, their first round picks are not worth as much. So a team like Utah, a team like OKC, they can outbid the Knicks and give a better package with better picks that would likely convey to a higher player in the lottery that would allow a team to rebuild better and faster, which is why a team like the 76ers and Daryl Morey might pull the trigger on one of those trades versus trying to do it with New York. And if they did a trade with New York, you'd have to think they would probably want to fleece the Knicks. Daryl Morey, he wants to fleece anybody he works with. Imagine a division rival. Imagine New York. Of course he's going to want to do that. He has nothing to gain from just giving New York Joel Embiid. He has nothing to gain from making Joel Embiid happy by fulfilling his trade request. Same thing with Portland. Even though they knew that Dame wanted to go to Miami and they tried to work something out, at the end of the day, if it didn't make sense for them, they didn't do it. And they made the best decision for that organization. And I think the Sixers are going to follow suit. But that's only if Joel Embiid even asks. Everybody is saying right now, especially one NBA insider and Ian Bagley, that basically Joel Embiid may not even want to leave Philadelphia. He may want to end his career there. That's another factor and another point into why I think this is more unrealistic for the Knicks to look at. So as of right now, while I am keeping an eye on the Embiid situation, I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's going to happen. And I think there are other trade candidates out there that the Knicks potentially could look at that are more realistic than Joel Embiid. Some of those trade candidates I don't like, but I at least make peace with the fact that they are more realistic than Joel Embiid. Moving from one dream big man to our current big man, Mitchell Robinson apparently is not worried about Wembayana. Now, if you've been watching this kid on the Spurs, looking like rookie of the year, he is pulling up from all areas of the court, making shots, blocking shots, getting rebounds. Such a menace, such a force. Of course he can be beat. I'm not saying he's unstoppable, at least not yet. Not in his first season, but he looks good. He looks real good. And he's a challenge for any big man, especially big men who have a problem with defending the perimeter and defending the three. And even though I love Mitchell Robinson, he does have a problem at times defending the perimeter and defending the three. So in my opinion, I think this is a bad matchup for Mitch because I think Wimby's skill set actually poses a very, very difficult matchup for Mitchell Robinson and for him to try to guard that. Not only that, Wimby is very tall. He'll shoot very high, even though Mitchell Robinson is athletic as well too and can jump extremely high as well and can probably block shots. That is not his forte by being out there guarding players there, especially taller players like Wemby. So I don't like the matchup. However, Mitchell Robinson actually does not care about or mind Wemby's height. And he actually believes that he's played against other players with that type of skill set. Maybe not the same height, but that type of skill set. Check out what he said when he was asked about this matchup with Wemby tomorrow night. Shout out to Steph Bondi again and New York Basketball on the App X for giving us the following information. 
Bondi asked Mitch in regards to Wemby, have you ever played against somebody with that kind of ball handling? And immediately, Mitch said, yes. Bondi said, who? Mitch said, I'm from New Orleans. Play a lot of guards. And then Bondi said, I meant that's tall. And Mitch said, with a very, very interesting and funny look, in my opinion, not too worried about tallness, bro. And that's because, in his own right, Mitchell Robinson is extremely tall, he's extremely athletic, and he can jump with the best of them. Now, I may be worried about this matchup, maybe some of you may be worried about this matchup, but Mitchell Robinson, he's not worried about this matchup. He's confident. He thinks he can take it to Wembayana, he can take it against Wembayana, and he can make sure that Wemby doesn't go off against him. That's a challenge. That's going to be very hard to do, in my opinion, if you're Mitchell Robinson. But I'm here for it. I am down to see it. I can't wait to watch it. And I can't wait to see how those two match up against each other, how they battle against each other, and how Mitchell Robinson boxes him out, and how Wemby shoots against Mitch. And if he fears him, or if he goes up against him with no hesitation at all. It's going to be a very interesting matchup. One of my favorites for this early season. I can't wait for tomorrow to get here so I can see these two behemoths go at it. But what about you guys? Do you think Mitchell Robinson is going to be good with this matchup like he thinks? Or do you believe like me, Wembayana is going to give Mitchell Robinson a lot of problems? And what about Joel Embiid? Do you think that's a realistic trade for the New York Knicks to make at this point in time? Or do you think the ship has sailed on MB to the Knicks? Let me know in the comments below because honestly, guys, I would love to hear from you. But that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go ahead and smash that like button, leave a comment below. And of course, guys, please subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Knicks fans. Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.